but I hate when I feel like this and I never hated you. Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception, and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Erotica. My name is Cody Ryan. Here today, very, very, very excited because it's Bryce Harper Day here in Philly. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, you're probably wondering why I would even bring that up because it's not necessarily relevant. Well, superstar baseball player Bryce Harper just decided that he's moving to Philadelphia for the next 13 years. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because I had a podcast planned for today that actually talks about somebody moving to Philadelphia. So without further ado, I want to introduce my friend Lauren to her very first podcast ever. How are you doing, Lauren? Hi, I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? <laughs> Good, thanks. So, Lauren, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast, and unfortunately we were supposed to have River today, but we're going to do it as a part two, um, I wanted to talk to some people who went through the same experience that I did. And essentially that experience is leaving home and going to a city that you're not familiar with while being pretty much alone. So, like, River obviously has his girlfriend, Nat, but you and I moved in the city into single bedroom apartments completely by ourselves mm-hmm. and your trip was a lot more recent than mine <laughs> yeah so i've been here about two and a half years now and i was thinking back to just like how bad it was when i first moved. i guess it's, yeah two and a half and when i first moved in i, I had this terrible anxiety mm-hmm. and i was actually there on your moving day mm-hmm. <laughs> and you had terrible anxiety but for much different reasons yeah. and that was kind of the trigger for me for this episode to say like Oh, right. I forgot how shitty it was when I was moving in. And I had, like, my, me and my dad clashed, too, but I got in and out. It was, like, the easiest move ever. I was there you, with you on move-in day, and it did not go well at all. How much do you remember of that move-in day? So my move-out was very stressful for multiple reasons. Um, part of it really was my parents were both home and my dad is very much like an involved person. He just has to be involved. And to an extent, it's fine. But we had a leak in my in my garage that we discovered when I was going out to the garage to get something that needed to be moved. So then everybody had to help move things away from the leak. And it was a whole bunch of nonsense. And then, you know, we still had to pack up the three cars that we had wrangled to move me. And we only had that day because I was leaving for a trip the next day. And I hadn't packed for that trip. So I was just very, very stressed out. We got a late start, which on brand, uh, I think we started at like noon or something. And I basically had from noon till the rest of the day to get everything I owned out of my house. And it was awful. And I remember I wasn't sure if I'd be able to help you because there was a chance I was going to have to help somebody else move. And then the day of, um, I was going to like figure out how I was going to get to you. And then I got a text that was like, hey, you're going to come help. Lauren Moon, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm awake. Let's go. And then I got text from you while I was in the car on the way to you. Like, are you going to be able to help today? I'm yeah. like, literally in the car. <laughs> on the way. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. It was very disorganized. Um, I, I didn't really plan. I'm. It's funny. I'm a planner by nature. That's <laughs> literally my job. I'm an event manager. And in my own personal life, I can't ever get it together. And I had, like, up until probably a few days before, I had no idea who was actually going to come. I didn't know who was going to help. I actually ended up telling my mom not to help me at all. She was originally supposed to help and come with. And basically, my dad 
who love him but has to be involved, basically was like, you're not going to make your mom come and help you in this heat, are you? And I thought about it and I was like, of course I can't make my mom help me. I mean, it was really hot. And yeah. to make that poor woman walk up and down stairs and, you know, carry heavy items. I mean, it was just too yeah, much. Yeah, so. it was in the middle of the summer, wasn't it? Was it was mid-August. Yeah, mid-August. It was brutal. And so I came and I was probably slightly hungover. We had to stop because yeah. I hadn't eaten lunch yeah. or breakfast because I woke up at like 11 and I was in a car <laughs> to go help someone move right away. We stopped at like a Wawa and I remember I got like some, I think I got a Lunchable and everybody made fun of me for that. Uh, they're and, my favorite. I did not make fun yeah, of you. Yeah, and I love Lunchables and I had like a, a Gatorade and I get there and like I just showed up like. Oh my God, everybody was a mess. Yeah. Everybody was just freaking out and I'm just like, what's going on right now? And like I remember I put like, <laughs> I had like a bag of combos. I put them apparently on the wrong table at one point. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, because you need a coaster on you the You need a coaster table. for your com- your combos. <laughs> oh and then God. we went into the garage. Oh, the garage. What a nightmare. And there was significant <laughs> water damage. And I think the point where you completely lost it was probably when we found the maggots. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So for those of you who don't know, which is all of you, <laughs> my, my garage has been like a point of contention with me for a long time. I've been cleaning it out mostly by myself, some help from people along the way, but for me to like do all that work and then find basically, and I found out they weren't maggots, they were something else, but they were like some type of gross bug, larva, I don't know, they were, something was growing in there. Yeah, and and only our friend Montana was excited about it. Yeah, she was (laughs) like, yeah, I want to see the bugs, and I was like, get them out of my sight. I was like, somebody else needs to help with this because I cannot look at this right now. It was... The last thing I needed that day was just to, like, find an insect infestation in my, like, nasty... I mean, the garage is almost empty at this point anyway, but, like, because of the fact that there's been so much water damage over the years, and, yeah, that was the last thing we needed. We, uh, like, a table and chairs were ruined, yeah. and we had to throw a bunch of stuff away. We were just throwing shit into the lawn, too. We were just like, we don't have time for this, but this it needs to go. It was the last thing we needed on the day that I was, like, moving my whole life out of my yeah. house. Um, but you know, we got through it sort of. Yeah. And I remember I was like trying to like calm you down and coach you through it cause oh I'd done God. it before. But then like when we saw the maggots, I was like, no, nope, uh, I got nothing to help you with. Lost it. It. You're not, you're not getting me to clean up any kind of <laughs> bug larvas like yeah. on the day that I'm helping someone move. Like, well, and then, um, well, he, we had gone out to the, there were so many snafus that day. We had, we had gone to the garage to get the sofa that wouldn't even fit through the doorway. Yeah. So we had basically like loaded this sofa into Montana's van and it didn't even fit through the door. Like we, we transferred, we transported it for no reason. Like everything that could have gone wrong that day that was just like stupid little things went wrong. Like just dumb stuff. Which is funny because when I moved into the place I'm at now, I had already been in Philly two years, but I had a similar experience where I had to put I tried to put a sofa up a, a stairway. It wasn't going to go up. And yeah. We were able to give it to a friend, but I remember we legitimately left that sofa on oh, the side yeah. of the street. A cat just started laying on it. It was like Oh hilarious. my God, that cat was my best friend for the rest of the summer. It's gone now. I don't know. I think it's just like probably either found a home or yeah. found another place the But I, I remember <laughs> that day being so stressful for you. And yeah. I remember the thing I kept saying to you is like, hey, like it's probably going to suck too when you're you're home for a little bit and you're like, this is different, Mm -hmm. but you, you went right on a trip. And I I imagine that stress kind of probably rolled over to the trip to some extent. Was there like any kind of like relief point where you could like, could finally like sit down and relax or did that not happen? So you got back home again? No. So I, well, my, I left the next day after moving, I left the next day on 
like one of the first flights out to Houston to visit my brother and then stayed and we we had driven to Austin and then I was there for the rest of the week for a work trip, like for our company meeting. So I was gone from my brand new apartment for a full week. And then I came back Friday night from my work trip and it had just the rest of that first weekend to finish quote unquote moving and unpacking. And I could not get my life together. I really wasn't settled into my apartment until October. I moved in in August. I mean, it took weeks. Yeah, I remember you were like, well, I don't have time to unpack, but I have to unpack enough to just find clothes for this trip. I mean, I, yeah, we, everybody that helped me move basically like dropped me and all my belongings off. I fed you guys pizza and then everybody bounced and I still had to figure out what the heck to pack for this trip. And it was a week long and I had to pack business and casual and it was just too much. I like lost a bunch of stuff. I, I found it, but I couldn't find a lot of the things that I needed. And I was supposed to sleep at the apartment that night and that didn't work out. I ended up just driving home at like one in the morning. And then I drove my car back to in front of that house the next day. Like it was crazy. I definitely like just moved at a really inconvenient time. (laughs) And I had just come back off of a week long vacation and I had like two weeks to pack the rest of my life up. And then I got back from that and I traveled for work a few times in September And then the Jewish holidays. And it was just, there was never any time. My apartment was in various stages of still not unpacked weeks after I moved. Which is, I I know a lot of people, you know, say that they're like, you know, I haven't completely unpacked. I'm the kind of person who likes to unpack right away. So if I had to go on a vacation right after, I would, or that wasn't even vacation. That was a business trip. I probably would have lost my mind. I did. Um, (laughs) But so you you go on the trip, you come home, you finally get, you know, back into the apartment. Obviously you had a lot of unpacking to do, but Mm -hmm. I remember when I moved in the city specifically, like I had a lot of anxiety because I was like, you know, who do I hang out with? I remember I went to an improv show by myself, but the thing that really got me was like, you know, the the city's expensive Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I just kept remembering like, wow, I moved here and I hope this works out. But like, I'm going to go broke if I don't like change some of the things I'm doing and I have nobody to hang out with, which is a really great paradox of like, man, I'm broke and nobody likes me. This is dope. <laughs> yeah. Obviously you have friends in the city. Like right. you're, you're here right now. It wasn't obviously like driving in an hour, but can you kind of like take me through like, you know, the moments of first moving into kind of being like comfortable finally in your home? Yeah. So, um, I definitely think that, Getting my furniture set up was, like, the number one thing that I kind of was like, okay, I'm finally actually a human being. I had issues with my couch delivery, and I know this sounds really stupid, but at one point, I had a half-put-together broken couch just sitting in my living room. (laughs) And every single time I looked at it, it gave me such anxiety to the point where literally Labor Day, I was out to dinner with my family, and I ended up, like, texting the guy that I was dating at the time. (laughs) And being like... And I I I texted John, and I was like, John... I need you to help me get this couch out of my house tonight. I said, I will pick you up and I will take you home at 10 o'clock at night if if you'll do this with me. Like, I desperately need help. I cannot look at it one more moment. And he came with me and we got it out and we put it on the curb and pieces were taken by junkers and the rest of it was taken (laughs) by the trash men that week. And like that for me, getting a finally, and then Natalie helped me put together the second one and the second one was broken too. You got to be kidding. But we managed to get it put (laughs) together. Like the first one, we couldn't even put it together. And it was just sitting and it just looked to me it was just a metaphor for my failed move out experience yeah and it gave me so much anxiety and then finally having the couch set up and having a place to sit that wasn't my bed that was huge 
And then the thing that really, for me, like that turned my house into a home was adopting a cat. So I'm sure that you probably felt this, like when you first move out, there's no one to come home to. If you move, if you move out by yourself, Exactly. I have always lived with multiple roommates. Um, when I, whenever I've moved out, I've, I've lived with a minimum of two people, max of, I think six at a time. I mean, I always lived in really packed houses. I grew up with just one brother, but you know, at, at one point it was the whole family. It was four of us in the house. Yeah. And I moved out and I was alone for the first time. And now I have something, someone to like come home to and actually feel that like this animal needs me. I need to be there for him. Like we spend time together and it's something to care for. And I don't just treat my house as a place to like sleep and shower. Like it's now a home. Yeah. And it wasn't before I adopted Arthur. Yeah, and obviously, like, you did have that kind of, like, fallback, like, you know, River and Nat are pretty close to you. So I mean, close, yeah. And obviously, you're um, close to everybody's favorite Adobe Cafe. Yeah, um, which is not always the best thing. Not but... always <laughs> the best, but, you know, you, you do have this fallback, of, like, you didn't move into the city blind, where right. my best friend actually moved into the city the exact same time I did, mm-hmm. but he's been with the same girl for, like, almost a decade. You know, they have kind of their you know, building to, we're a family and like, they don't always have time to hang out with me. So yeah. I was just like the single guy in the city and I ended up finding like two other guys I knew from college. They were twins. They took me in and eventually, you know, I, I had to follow up with them, but if I didn't find them, I probably would have regretted my move. Like yeah, consistently. And like, obviously now I'm in Philly, I hang out with people I met from Twitter, such as you, hey. <laughs> but you know, I, I didn't really quite grasp when I moved to the city, like how at first, how alone I'd be. Yeah. And then later it's thinking lonely. like, this is the best decision I've ever made yeah. and never questioning it again. Yeah. So like, do you feel like you're kind of at a point where you can kind of like grade how like important this move was to you? Do you think it was a net positive or? I think it was definitely necessary. And so I'm from Philly and I've lived in the same house my entire life. And I've moved out of my parents' house a lot. I've spent a lot of time away from their house, but it was never permanent. Even the last time I moved out, it was only for seven months and I was planning to stay out permanently. But I think in the back of my mind, I knew I had moved to Florida and I kind of knew I was going to come home. And this was the first time where I was like, it's, it's permanent. It's happening. I feel like my relationship with my parents is way better now that I don't live there. My commute is half of what it used to be. Um, most of my friends don't live anywhere near Northeast Philly. Everybody kind of, you know, moved away once I graduated. I mean, I didn't, I didn't go to my neighborhood high school either. So a lot of my high school friends don't even live in my neighborhood. Um, there's very few people that I'm close to that live near where I grew up. So for me to move to South Philly and be closer to work, way closer to my friends, you know, I I really think that this was important. And I mean, it sucked in the beginning. Like I was a little unhappy and, um, you know, there were times when I was like, Oh God, what was I thinking? This was not a mistake, but definitely just something that I maybe didn't fully plan for just because I didn't know what to expect, but I'm glad that I did it. And I definitely like, if I had to go back and make the decision to move out again, I would have picked the exact same date. I would have picked, you know what I mean? I would have done it all the same because it worked out. So well, and I, and I'm curious though, cause like, yeah, you, you live in Philly, but it's still a trek back to your place. I yeah. remember it still took us like a while to it's get there. It's a good half an hour um, and no traffic. So I guess the, the biggest question I have about what Philly for you is, do you think it's more important to be closer to your friends or your family? Knowing that you have both, but if you had to get rid of one, what do you think would be more important for you to have nearby? So what's really funny is I'm going to have to pick family. And the reason I can pick that is because I moved to Florida 
semi with the intention to stay down there permanently. Um, and when the time came to decide whether I was going to stay there or move back home, I was really desperate to see my family again. And for me, I'm a very social person. I can always make new friends. And I, of course, always keep in touch with the people that I, you know, knew from home. Um, and actually when I moved to Florida, it was really hard for me to make friends to begin with when I first started. But I mean, I, you find your group and you stick to them, but you can't replace your family. Not to say that I can replace my friends, but there's no limit to how many of them you can make. Whereas your family is your family and you can't replace them in any way. Um, so I really missed my family when I moved away. Um, so that's why I picked like South Philly versus, you know, a different city because I'm half an hour away. I can always go home when I want to, but I'm not close enough where they can just show up. Yeah. And it, it's kind of funny you say that because, um, the day that I saw you with your family, I would have never guessed that you I had to be. I love them and they're, we're so close and they're insane <laughs> and terrible to be around in stressful situations, but we're really close and I get along with my parents very well. Uh, shocking, I know, because I feel like the experience that you had was very indicative of what our, like, worst is. <laughs> yeah, I was I was certain. I was like, man, she needs to get the fuck out of this place. Because the thing is, like, my parents are both very strong personalities. And again, like, in those stressful situations, those personalities come out. And my dad is very much a person who likes things done the way that he expects them to be done. And even, like, I need to move everything out of my childhood bedroom. And I needed to do it February 1st. And it's not done yet. And he literally is calling me, like, get your stuff out of my bed. Because there's yeah. a leak, of course, in the roof Yeah, yeah. There's, there's leaks in every single part of your house. I mean, I live in a really old house. So, like, I need to get everything out of my childhood bedroom so that they can fix the leak. It is so stressful. <laughs> like, I, I have 24 years of of belongings in that room. I lived in that room since I was a year old. Like you don't realize how much stuff you have until you have to move it all. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, I think when I moved to Philly, like I moved into a studio and there was like definitely this moment of like, how like could I live? Like yeah. and your, your apartment's not big either. It's probably the same size as my original one was mm -hmm. to some degree, like, you know, obviously shifting a little bit of the rooms, but you know, you have to play that game of like, is this thing that important to me? Right. And then, of course, it's funny because then you move to new places where you try to get those things back. And, mm -hmm. like, um, you know, are you thinking, like, is this city kind of like a stop for you? Or do you think someday you'll get back into the suburbs? And Yeah, so it's I, I was just thinking about that question today because I was like, oh, like, what would I do? Because I always expected myself to move out of Philly. Growing up, I always expected to move far, far away and, you know, visit twice a year on holidays. I just, I always had that vision because to me, when I was a kid, moving away was like, you know, going off and, and starting your career and becoming your own person. But I realized as an adult, you don't need to move away to do those things. Yeah. And so for me, I love Philadelphia and I've been offered opportunities to move away permanently, um, to multiple cities and have turned them down just because it's just not something that I felt was worth it. And yeah. I feel like if it, if there ever came a time where I was offered a job or an opportunity where I was like, yes, this is worth it to move to a different city where I would have to fly or, or drive a long distance back to see my family, I would do it. But at this point, I mean, Philly's probably my landing place. And the reason I didn't stay in Florida, and I say this a lot, like living in Florida, making Florida money I wouldn't have been able to afford to fly home whenever I want and sure. see my family. But working here and making Philadelphia money, 
and having Philadelphia expenses, I can afford to fly to Florida one, two, three times a year to visit my friends when I find a cheap ticket and like do whatever I want. But that's the thing is I'm not desperate for my friends. I can visit them, but I can reach out to them, you know, virtually and, and it satisfies me. But like, there's something about family that you just can't replace. And I know it's so funny because you would think from what you saw that my family like and my relationship is terrible. But yeah, I like after the seven months that I was away, I was desperate to get back to Philly. I missed my friends. I missed my hometown. Like this is my place to be. So I don't think I'm going to leave it anytime soon. Yeah. And I guess I, I didn't even really expect that from you, but I guess I do come from a different background. So to steal mm-hmm. the show a little bit, you know, for me, when I graduated college, like I, I went from having six roommates mm-hmm. to or five roommates, one roommate, and then I was like sort of on my own, but I was like living in the basement of my friend's house. And there was mm-hmm. two, you know, uh, adults. They they were like um, seven or eight years older than me, and they might have been a little bit older. Uh, but one of them had a child from a previous marriage, and I, I'd been closer for years. It wasn't like I went on Craigslist and was like, "Hey, who's got a place?" Like it was somebody I knew for years. So when I moved to Philly from Delaware, it was like, it was kind of like I was losing friends. I mean, they, they felt somewhat like family to me, like they still do, but there was never anything that ties me back anywhere. Like my dad doesn't even live in Delaware now. Like I was, he left Delaware before I did. And, you know, I, I, all four years of college, you know, I had to fend for myself, the housing, even to the point where the state of Delaware got confused and thought I was an emancipated minor and decided that that really great role that our, our, um, our legal system has where you can stay on your parents' health insurance to whatever age. Yeah, the state of Delaware decided that I had to get my own Medicaid when I turned 19. That's terrible. Wait, they, they, did you get that fixed? No, they what? legitimately uh, fucked me out of health. My dad didn't have any health care either, oh. so it didn't really matter. Okay. But, but still. there was ramifications that at the time we were also in food stamps, and they didn't consider me eligible for food stamps. He still was, but That's his crazy. household went from two to one. We went from $350 to $200 a month. That's insane. Yeah, so I'd be home for the summer and be like, well, what are we doing for groceries? It's like, what can you make do with 200 bucks? I'm like, I can get us food for a week. Right. So for me, I guess it's it's always different for me because I I have no tether anywhere. Um, And I have major tether. Yeah. I have all three of the grandparents I was born with. Both my, my parents are still married. My parents each have a sibling that I'm close to. You know, they have kids. And they all live generally in the Philadelphia area. My, my mom's family is in South Jersey. But, but you know, driving distance versus a plane. Yeah. Um, well, it must be nice, Lauren, to have a yeah, lot of family together. I have, like, a nice, my nice little family. And it's funny because you meet people with huge families, and I don't even know how people do it. I'm like, how do you keep track? I have three first cousins. That's it. And none of them are biological. I met them all when they were, like, you know, young children. They All three were adopted, one by marriage, two wow. from Russia. Like, I have very... Two, wait, two from Russia? Yeah. my are Russians a thing? Like, it's I didn't... A, yeah, it's a, it's a thing to adopt babies from Russia. Yeah. Versus the States. It's a thing. But, um, like, I, just, I have a really small family, but we're all very close. And especially because of the fact that I have all my grandparents, like... I, I kind of kind of looked internally, and I was like, if I stay here, like those moments, I'm not going to have those moments. Like the other day I just drove to Vineland, New Jersey to go visit my grandparents for no reason. And I wouldn't be able to do that if I lived in Florida. And when I lived in Florida, it was nice. Like I got to surprise them. I came home for a Jewish holiday. My brother did the same thing. Um, this year he came home for Rosh Hashanah, didn't tell anybody, just showed up. And that, that's really special. But I felt like I needed to be able to see my family more than that. Yeah. And again, like 
what can I do anywhere else that I can't also do in Philly? Like I just, I, I yeah. love, I love this city and I just missed it. It's, it's funny to me listening to you say like all these things like that really keep you here and you love. And I love Philly and the things I miss for about Delaware. Like, man, I miss driving a Walmart when I need <laughs> stuff like that's yeah. there, there's that level of comfort. Like this yeah. is my neighborhood oh, and it was sure. a suburb and it was completely different. Like I miss some of that about Florida. We had a pool. There was a cat cafe in our apartment complex, man. Florida was great for a lot of reasons. I could not have stayed there permanently. But yeah, driving to Walmart, I can't, like, if I move my car in South Philly, like, that's a project to get it back into a spot. I don't even have a car anymore. Like, that's a big thing for me, too. And it, that, that's definitely a level of anxiety in itself, you know, to, to know that you're kind of stuck somewhere. Mine's a safety blanket for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I guess, you know, the things you, you clearly miss. Like, I, I don't have to even ask that question. You said it, you know, it's family and stuff like that. But when you know people, it took me a while to, like, really understand people, like, live in the suburbs. I'm like, it's so boring. Like, why? Yeah. You... And then you re- when you live in both, you really understand there are suburb people and there are city people. And I definitely think I'm a city person. For sure. But I miss a lot of those things. I miss, like, I know where everything is and I can drive there and I can be home and come. Like, if shit hits the fan, I can drive my car to the place to fix it. I took a a puppy and an Uber once to an emergency dog center. Yeah. And I had to tell the Uber drivers, like, hey, like, I have a dog. Is this okay? And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, too bad I got a dog. Like, (laughs) and it's sick, so hope it doesn't puke in your car. Like, (laughs) Yeah, suburban life was, because I didn't. So when I lived in Florida, I lived in a very suburban apartment complex. It was basically, like, stereotypical Florida. I mean, it was a huge apartment complex across from a huge, like, uh, shopping center that had, I think it was like a Lowe's, a Walmart, there was some fast food, there was like a Taco Bell, a Starbucks, like very stereotypical, just Florida. And everything was so convenient. And I drove everywhere, which honestly, I kind of, I, I miss driving a little bit. I, I actually oh, yeah. enjoy driving. and There's I a relaxation for me. Yeah, like there will be times when I want to do something and I will just not do it because I don't feel like dealing with SEPTA or an Uber or sure. having to park my car. I'll just skip it. And, and like, I just don't, I don't know, those two things, like, I still prefer the city. SEPTA sucks. And Florida was convenient, but I would still pick Philly. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where... I was telling you about this before we recorded that having a lot of arguments with friends about summer versus winter. Oh God. And I think, <laughs> I think the big difference for me, like I hate winter, but oh. at the same time, it's like when you live in the city, winter is like get from A to B yeah. really quickly for me where the summer I'll be like, Oh man, I want ice cream right now. Well, there's this really nice ice cream place like seven blocks away, but it's beautiful. So I'll go for the walk where like, you know, in the winter now I'm like, I got to go to the grocery store and get trash bags. I'm like, I guess I can put my trash on the floor for now because I don't feel like going out in the cold. Like, This is really ridiculous. When I get off at Snyder Station to buy myself a few minutes before having to walk home in the freezing cold, I'll go walk around that Walgreens that's at that station. Oh, yeah. I'll exit the station, feel the cold, be like, no, I can't do it. Go take a lap around Walgreens, emotionally prepare myself, and then walk home. And, like, most of the time I do not buy something. They probably think I'm, like, either crazy or stealing. But I just take a lap to emotionally prepare for the cold. Oh, I've, d- I've definitely done that in Philly. You kind of, like, bar hop, but you just yeah. pick, like, stores. <laughs> like, There's The best is the Target. There's oh, a Target on Chestnut best. Street, but it cuts so through to Samsung. So it's basically cutting out a block of cold. It's I awesome. I have, like, 
to get here, I walked through the BNY Mellon building all the way underground until um, Locust, and then I came up above ground. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah, all yeah. The way there's from, like that underground tunnel. So I walked from 18th and Market pretty much to like Broad and Locust, <laughs> yeah. completely underground, just to avoid the cold as much oh, as I could. Oh, for sure. Um, and then like, yeah, like walk through the Liberty Place just to like avoid having to walk that one block and outside. Oh, for I do sure. that regularly. <laughs> well, and that's the thing for me is like, I guess that's a part of my mental health too. Is like a lot of people have seasonal depression. Yeah, I'm feeling it this year, man. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot too, and I think I feel feel it more in the city. But the difference is, it's just like the highs I feel in the summer are just so high that I would never want to go back to like at least have a car like. I remember I was in Delaware and every single day of my life, I'm like, why haven't I invested in an automatic car starter yet so I don't have to sit there? And every car I've had is shitty. Like, mm-hmm. uh, No, I'm driving a 96 Corolla right now. Oh. Can relate. Like, yeah, like I had a car in college where like I could take the keys out so of the ignition while it was still uh, started so I could go start the car and then run back into my house because I had my house keys still. I wish, yeah. And like, I knew no one was going to steal it because why would you? And also you can't turn it off because you don't have the key to turn it on. You have the key only to turn it on. Well, I'm excited to try out summer like on my own in Philly because I moved mid-August, came home from my business trip pretty much almost at the end of August and then finished getting ready and like settling in in September. So I haven't really experienced a summer on my own yet and I'm jazzed to try it out. It's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, because I think... You know, going through your story and me saying, like, you know, summer is my highest high. Like, you haven't even had that high yet. Yeah. Obviously, you know, anything that happened during the summer, maybe it'll be, you know, the best summer of your life, the worst summer of your life. But, but I do think there's an experience, like, in the city where, like, I remember I went to, a like, a one of those food festivals in uh, Fishtown. I walked home. It was, like, an hour yeah. walk, but why not? My mom and Montana and I went, so Montana stayed with my family for three weeks when she, she moved to Philly as well this year, um, from Lancaster to, uh, area. Lancaster. Lancaster. Um, well, and, and actually you should have her on. She moved to England for a few months just for funsies. Okay. <laughs> but, um, when she was living with me, we just like spontaneously, it was the summer they were having that food truck festival. Yeah. Um, they- in, in my neighborhood and we just drove over and it was the best, like Philly has the best stuff going on. It's awesome. Yeah, and I'm so glad that I don't have to do this podcast and think, yeah, Bryce Harper, why won't you come to Philly? He's already coming. <laughs> He's I coming. Don't, that was, you know, to talk about being on a mental health podcast and yeah. me saying, like, why are you bringing up baseball again? Because if you listen to this this podcast or know me in person, sports will drive me insane. Or make you the most joyous person on the planet. Not likely, but sometimes. <laughs> I, I was literally losing sleep over Bryce Harper. Not you because were. I was like... Not that I was thinking about it, because I was just so interested in, like, scrolling through Twitter and being, like, the first to see it. Yeah. Because that would be really cool. I had a notification set up from that, the good fight. Or... Oh, I had a notification set up, too, yeah. and I had to turn it off because the other tweets were making me so mad. Well, it, they only had one tweet. That was, yeah, I didn't know about that until it was already over. I was yeah. doing Bob Nightingale. was, like, the, oh. the guy who was, like... Yeah, so, the guy who knows his stuff. There was literally, like, this moment for me, though, where I was starting to have a breakdown about my own city. Yeah. It was even, like... I, I've admitted to those people, I've flirted with the idea of moving to LA. Yeah. I went on a trip out there. The first day I was like, I'm certain I'm going to move to LA. Mm-hmm. And for me, if I do that, that's going to be another one of those big moments in my life. And it's going to be a big thing in my mental health because I'm not going to know a lot of people in LA. Um, I know a few. Right. But 
there was there's this drive because the winter depression was so bad and i was like well i went there in november the weather's so great and yeah. i do think at some point i'll migrate west but it, it looked like he was gonna go to la so yeah. i was just like there's this it was this feeling though of like why doesn't anybody love the city the same way i do like because yeah. we have the reputation as sports fans being shitty but i saw people saying philadelphia was shitty and like there's yeah. nothing good here people hate us and there was this real feeling when it was like bryce harper's gonna go to la i was like no good free agent, if he chooses this, is ever going to come to the city again. Right. Because LeBron flirted with Philly, mm-hmm. went to L.A. Bryce Harper is flirting with Philly, he's going to go to L.A. And there was just this overwhelming feeling of, like, why do I love this city so much if apparently it's objectively shitty? <laughs> like, yeah. And that was causing me stress because my Philly pride runs deep, even though I'm from Delaware. Like, yeah. we align ourselves completely to Philly sports. And when I moved here, there was definitely this feeling, like, this is the best thing I've ever done in my life, even though it was such a risk, because I finally feel home on any degree. Right. And I still think I could move to LA for the weather, job, anything, and still feel like Philly's always going to be my first home. Like, I can say, and I know it's kind of shitty, like, there's a running joke that if you're from Delaware, you might just tell people you're from Philly, because people from, like, outside of, like, this area will say, oh, you're from Delaware? What state is that in? (laughs) It just gets easier to say Philly (laughs) after a while. But for me, when I moved to Philly, I was like, man, I feel like I've been living here my whole life. I've, yeah. I've wanted this. Connected. And that that was why this episode appealed to me because I was like, River did it. You know, he was from a completely different state. You were here, but you couldn't leave. Like, you just, right. you had to come back. And you you mentioned beforehand, and maybe we could touch on this, like, you said you moved out like five different times. Obviously, some of them were college, but you moved to Florida. Yeah, I moved to, well, I moved to Florida twice. The first one was definitely temporary, and the second one was like, semi-permanent yeah like you were thinking about you know staying there forever yeah Yeah. and i i guess my question is like what was your breaking point that it was it just like homesickness or was there like an event that was like shit i wish my family was here no so um i just noticed myself there i had no moment i noticed myself unconsciously i had stopped applying for jobs in orlando like i didn't even realize that I was doing it. I was applying for jobs out the wazoo because I knew in August of 2016 that I was not going to be staying in Florida. I kind of, cause I had to decide whether or not I was going to, um, or not that I wasn't going to stay in Florida, that I wasn't going to stay with my internship. So, um, I was either going to extend my internship or do something else. August was the decision date. I knew I wasn't going to extend it because basically at the time I said, if I, if I can't have a pay raise, I can't stay. Because at yeah. that point, I'd already learned what I wanted to learn. They weren't going to give me anything different to do, and I had kind of done what I wanted to do. So I knew, all right, I'm going to just apply for places in Orlando and Philly and see what sticks. And over the course of the few weeks that I had started to apply, I realized that that last, like, two-week stretch, I was like, oh, my God, like, I haven't applied to anything in Orlando in ages. And then I kind of thought about it, like, that might really be a sign. And then I, I kind of... After a week of stewing on that, I really thought about it, and I was like, no. Philly's where I need to be. Um, So I really kind of went heavy on applying in Philly um, so that I could come home. Um, And I remember making the decision and walking into my roommates. I'm a very grandiose person. Sure. So I I remember walking into my roommates, and um, everybody was kind of in the living room, and I was like, I'm moving out. It's official. Like, I don't know where I'm going to go in Philly yet, but I love you guys so much, but I'm going to go home. And they were like, we're really happy for you that you know that about yourself. I'm like, thank you. Yes. Like, yeah, I, I just great. knew. Thank you. <laughs> like, I, I kind of, like, 
just intuitively realize like, no, I need to go home. And I'm so glad that I did it. And truly, truly, like from the bottom of my heart, like Philly is an amazing place to be right now. And I truly think like this is the time to be alive. We won a Super Bowl. We we were here for a Super Bowl. That I never thought in my life I'd see a I Super was Bowl. In the of, city of Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, I was on Broad Street. I never thought that would happen to me. I mean, we went to the parade. We celebrated something that has literally never happened ever yeah. in Philly. And I'm getting chills right now. To be able to Yeah, but you know what? To be able to like be in this city and feel that energy and know that we're capable of that, because I think Philly is just so passionate. Orlando, nobody's passionate. Yeah, they don't care. They, don't they care. got Markel Fultz now. Who cares? <laughs> but, like, you know, people are obsessed with, like, the parks and all that. And, yeah. And that's cool, but it's not... It's old it's not people what I want. and laid-back yeah. sun it's and palm trees. It's not and... what I'm looking for long-term. Like, I wanted something with a little bit more... Oh, yeah, it's just anybody would even go there, like, even temporarily, I would consider, like, a huge dumbass. Yeah, like, that's me. Like, I was like, oh, like, let me go to Florida and be warm. No, it's literally just a fiery inferno. <laughs> well, that was the thing for me was, like, I didn't think, you know, to, to be, like, you know, have a health and wellness and mental health podcast mm-hmm. and like be like thinking you're so self-aware about my mental health and like i moved to philly and i was like shit a lot of this was just being in delaware yeah like one of the better it's decisions environment one of the best decisions i made was after i graduated i had an opportunity to live in my college town with my best friend and mm-hmm. his girlfriend and another friend of ours and another girl i didn't really know as well but she was very nice and i i or I think she wouldn't have lived there if I had taken it or something like that. Um, either way, I knew I couldn't stay on my college campus because I was going to go insane. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way you guys are going to get me to come here. And I felt bad because they really wanted me and it was really going to help them out. I was like, I love you guys, but I got to go. Yeah. And I, I stayed relatively close. I mean, I was still in Delaware and I was in a city that I lived in my whole life otherwise. But when I moved here and... You know, to to see where I'd come and knowing that I still have issues, there was definitely a moment, though, where I was just like, I am happy. And because I'm here, that is why I'm happy. And yeah. it, it all just came together. So I guess, you know, it is a mental health podcast. We've definitely touched on things of yours that are like kind of related to that. But I guess I just want to know, like, you know, what was the the breaking point at home? And then, like, you know how is your mental health now knowing that you've made this move? Do you feel like you've, you've noticed a large change in it or is it just another, like you got comfortable with it and it just kind of flows into your life in and out? Yeah. I think, I think definitely the second one, like I, I feel like my state of mind, I'm, I'm usually fairly level headed. I feel like stress wise, I'm very much stressed about work and not my house. When I first moved into my place, it was pretty dirty. And when I say that, I mean like there was like a layer of grime yeah. Some things were broken. I kind of was, regretting I I was in that moment of like did I make a mistake because there's so many problems to fix and once they were all fixed I realized a few months ago like oh I haven't had to complain to my landlord about anything in a few months like all good and I feel like now I'm really in a good place where I've got my friends as my support system my family's always there if they like if if they need me if I need them you know we're close enough that I can be with them and I feel like this was definitely the right move because, again, you've seen how I interact with my parents, and we're not like that now that I don't live there. But, you know, I was, I just turned 25. It was time. And that was another thing. Like, when I moved home from Florida, it was a decision. It was, 
move out and not save money and like don't pay off student loans or go back home to my parents and wait it out and see what happens and, you know, try to throw money at that. And I paid off a student loan by moving home to my parents. Like, I don't regret moving back into my parents' house after I came home from Florida. But I think at a certain point, it was like, all right, I'm, I'm ready. And, you know, at one point, I thought I was going to move out with a boyfriend. And, you know, stuff happens and it doesn't work out. But when that relationship ended, I immediately, like, I walked into my house, said, Mom, we broke up. I'm still moving out and I'm getting a cat. Immediately. I was like, uh, Plans tears, the same. Replace boyfriend with I'm cat. I'm moving out and I'm getting a cat. She was like, oh, okay, honey. Whatever you need. Like, pat, pat. It's Do you okay. want a pork chop? Yeah, she was like, what the? Okay, okay. And I was like, I did it. I mean, I did it. And, and I did it pretty much on the time frame that I had initially been planning all along. Like, I kind of had to push through that and be like, all right, like, situation changes and you're just going to go with it. Like, the intention was always to move out and I didn't want that to change just because my situation had changed. And I think that making that decision and sticking to it was, like, really good for me and my growth as a person. Just to be able to say, like, yeah, I made a decision, I stuck to my guns, and then I followed through. Like, you know, it felt really good. And then there was a few hairy months. Like, those first couple months were really rough. And now I'm in a great place. I mean, I'm so close to my friends. I mean, we... We get together for lunch every yeah. couple weeks. You know, I just show up at Natalie's house semi-unannounced. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's really nice to be able to be closer to everybody and to be able to really foster my friendships more. Yeah. Because it's harder to do that when you live with your parents. You can't just have people over and you can't just come and go whenever you want out of respect for them. Um, but to be able to have my own place, I feel like I'm coming into my own. Yeah, it's funny because I, I think two big things of that is, one, there definitely was that feeling of pride with me. Even, yeah. like, comparing yourself to the other kids that you graduated high school, college with. I remember seeing people I dated or were best friends with, they moved out of Delaware and moved to New York by themselves, L.A. and yeah. other countries, and it was so cool. I was living in a basement in Delaware. Yeah. And then I was like, all of a sudden, I was the one who was moving to Philly by himself and, you know, getting a new job and... There was that feeling of pride with me. Now everybody knows me. I found a way to self-hate again. But there was definitely that feeling of pride. And then I, you know, funny enough, you were talking about, like, friends and stuff. Yeah. Like, after this podcast, we're hanging out with Bobby and Iz. Yeah. And Bobby comes on the podcast all the time. We're good for Thursday nights for us are a big night that we like to hang out. And when we don't, it kind of throws off our yeah, rhythm. it's, like, sad. That's me and Nat for Sundays. Yeah. But she just changed jobs. So, like, now I don't have my Sundays with yeah. Nat anymore. But the funny thing was, you said, like, foster friendship. I've talked about this Bobby for a while. I thought Bobby hated me. I was me afraid too. to like upset him. I was like, that guy hates my guts. <laughs> yeah. And then he, I moved, I had been here, but he moved to the city eventually with is, I mean, he'd been in and out and he yeah. like kept hitting me up to hang out. I was like, I really like this guy. Yeah. I don't think he like, I like, I thought I was like, you know, first date kind of stuff. I'm like, way closer with both of them since I moved in the city. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool to like be young people in the city. Yeah, it is. I definitely, I say that I'm like. It's cliche, but it's awesome. It's so cliche, <laughs> but I'm like, this is the time to be alive and well in the city of Philadelphia. Like, there's so much energy. There's always something happening. Yeah. Friends, we just show up places. Like, And we just take a fucking train if we want to go see a Phillies game. When we want to see Bryce Harper go down there. And it's two stops away. It's right there. Me and our good friend Dylan walked from the Eagles home opener this year, from the stadiums, all the way up to, like, City Hall because oh the God. subways were crazy. Yeah. The weather was nice, yeah, and we didn't nice. give a shit. Like it I was... used to do that in college, because I went to Temple, and that's up the... I mean, it's like a, a little over a mile, I guess, from Center yeah. City. And we would just 
walk up and back from City Hall just for fun. Like, took, yeah, it took us an hour, but yeah. like we caught up. We were a little tired because we best. were screaming during the game, and the Eagles almost blew it, but then won on the last play. So like, yeah. but yeah, I, I think for me, it, it's definitely the most important move I've ever made in my life. It was definitely the the best thing I've ever done, especially just being a leap of faith. Like, yeah. I remember I was even one of the people I was living with. They, I, they misunderstood a question that I had. And they thought I was asking them, when would I move in Philly? And they said two years. And I ended up moving like a couple months later. Yeah, and you were it, right. And it just, I went for it. And I definitely remember feeling like, man, maybe they read me right. And I read myself wrong. And this is awful. But it worked out. Yeah. And I never regretted it for a second. I definitely think this was just the opening of a new chapter. I had just started a new job a few months before. And I was just like really ready to do all at once. Like yeah. I was just ready to get out of my parents' house and and start my own chapter on my own, you know, supporting myself. And I really think I made the right move. Like, I love my parents dearly, and I do miss them, and I do go home every couple weeks just to say hi, but it's awesome to be on your own and do whatever you want and hang out with who you want with at whatever ridiculous hours because – we're young and alive in the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> like, it's so cliche, but it's Philly, true. Like, baby. It's the best. <laughs> so, Lauren, hopefully we will not have an episode where we have to record where you're like, well, I moved back to go my parents. I will <laughs> not ever record that episode, she says. <laughs> Put it down in history. I'm going to just write that down <laughs> now and hope we never have to get to so, I hope not too. So Lauren, we're we're gonna get some food here because we're hungry and enjoy the great cuisine of Philadelphia as we <laughs> probably order like Domino's or some shit. I absolutely not. <laughs> okay. But is there anything else you'd like to plug before we sign off here? I know, I know you got Twitter. Do you want oh, people God. to find you? Sure. Uh, I'm at Nitty Kitty. <laughs> Nitty Kitty as I like in knitting, knitting. And I love cats. Yes. <laughs> Two things that I do. It's not some weird porn name like we <laughs> no. all assumed. Oh God, no. Um, and actually in my own apartment that I furnished myself with furniture that I want. I, I literally have a table full of yarn. It's like the most on-brand thing. And it should not shut. When, when she <laughs> says she likes knitting, we're not kidding. Like this yeah, is... Yeah, I know. I love to knit. This and is crochet. her thing. But yeah, so uh, K-N-I-T-T-Y, K-I-T-T-Y. I don't know if anybody's going to catch what you just said. You're like, hey, I'm T-T-Y, T-T-Y. So it's just nitty and then kitty i'm pretty sure both those words are pretty similar they so rhyme there's like a lot of similar there's letters. one has an n one doesn't that's pretty much all it is they both have n's <laughs> oh kitty? no <laughs> kitty has n in it wait goodness lord tired okay okay so that that signals that we should probably cut off oh the podcast God, uh amazing. you can follow me on twitter <laughs> at codrain you can check out me uh streaming on twitch right now i'm playing a lot of gta 4 we're calling it's always sunny in liberty city um, you can catch the podcast itself with updates on our Twitter at Neurotica the Pod, and then apparently I have another Twitter that I allude to a lot and forget the name. Of. I think it's relatable gifts for you, but uh, you have another Twitter. Yeah, it's not great. We're not going to talk about it. So <laughs> okay, uh, that's going to conclude us for today. We're going to get some pizza or something. You've been listening to Neurotica. Thanks for listening.